1: We always forget what we're talking about. Must be the wine. I will earn that money back and destroy him. Dude, if your internet's gonna be boo-boo this entire time, I'm gonna be mad.
2: Howdy and welcome to the Laptop Empires Podcast. We have our good friend Chris Worsikowski here and he is all kinds of fired up. I wish I had hit record five minutes ago. Because today we're going to talk about client acquisition and this is a super important topic for an online business, especially if you're in a service-based business or you're a freelancer of some sort, you got to learn how to get clients, right? And so we talk about, this is a huge, huge chunk of what we teach in the Facebook Side Hustle course, but we're always game to talk about this. And Chris really has figured this out for himself and uh has basically a system and over a dozen ways for getting clients and you know i'd love to compare your list to our list one day because i know we've got like over a dozen trainings on client acquisition right now inside of a course but that's another day so today creating a bulletproof client acquisition system right what do you need to do what do you need to not do to make sure that you've got clients on tap so Bobby, welcome. Chris, welcome. How y'all doing today?
0: Doing good. Thanks for having me.
2: Oh man, that hate fuel. I loved it. I love, (laughs) I love rants. Like if, I know it happens with me more than Bobby, but like anytime we can get a rant on the podcast, it's a good one. It's a good podcast
1: episode. You went from zero to 10. You went from zero to (laughs) New Jersey really quickly. It was pretty crazy. I liked it.
0: I mean, you know, the stuff just gets me fired up and and what we were talking about before for everyone listening, we were talking about before we, we hit record was, uh, you know, there's so many things that, you know, there's a lot of ways to get clients. Everyone's got some system. Everyone's got some methods. And, you know, one of the very popular methods that people teach is cold email. Now I have very mixed feelings on cold email. I think there's ways to do it that are incredibly effective. One of those ways, uh, You know, I I did a workshop with Abby Woodcock, who's my partner, and uh, we have this thing called the Get More Clients Workshop, and she actually got a cold email and they hired, within 24 hours, they hired the company that sent out the email. And I've even recently worked on a cold email campaign for a big agency. So, you know, there are times in place when it can work and can be super effective. But what happens is a lot of people don't know, and this is not all going to be about cold email, but this is usually the one method that everyone goes to start with. Because it's like, if you have nothing, if you have no connections and uh, no referral system or no, uh, you know, network or whatever, like that's obviously where you go first because you got to start doing something, right? So the reason I brought this up was because I get like a cold email every single week. And I know you guys probably do too. And I got this one a few weeks back and this guy was like, uh, do you ever have anyone, you know, take a look at your emails. You know, there's some parts that are a little bit weak, definitely improved. And you know, I'm an email marketer. Like I've done a number of multimillion dollar launches. I've been doing this for six years. Like I've done okay with my own list, made a lot of sales and, uh, this guy basically just spitting in my face and, you know, replying back to one of my emails, just like (laughs) spitting in my face and being like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of parts that could be improved. And like, you guys are on my list. You guys see how I write. Like, I just, I just fart something out and hit send. I'm like, I don't, despite the fact that I don't edit, I think I actually have some pretty good storytelling and flow and rhythm. Don't have too many spelling errors. Usually. I mean, you know, I've written thousands of emails. I think I know what I'm doing, at least to a certain extent. And this guy just like kind of shit in my cereal bowl and was just all like, yeah, you know, you really, should have someone take a look at these and blah, 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 you know, you can make a lot more money. And I said, hey guy, if you're so good at this, if you are so much better at this than I am that you can improve my stuff, how is your email list and how many sales are you making? And he replied back, he said, well, I don't have a list. I actually like to team up with people and blah, blah, blah. I said, again, I ask you. If you are so good at this, and if you are so much better than I am, so much better that you have to reply back, insult me to my face, and then tell me that you could do a better job than I'm doing, how much money are you making from your own email list? And again, he said, oh, well, you know, just because I don't have a list, blah, blah, blah. blah. I said, no, if you don't have a list, you do not have the right to, t- to speak to me this way. Absolutely not. Who, I don't know who the hell you think you are <laughs> running up in my face and being like, you could do this better than me. Because if you could do it better than me, then you would be doing it already. Right. And this is the big problem that, you know, I think I think this is a problem that's kind of unique to the copywriting world. I don't think it really applies as much to other kinds of like freelance specialties. Like if you're a Facebook ads person, I think cold email could probably work pretty well because business owners have no idea how to do that shit. Right. They're like, Yeah, sure, you can get me customers. Here's a thousand bucks, two thousand bucks. Like please bring, you know, start serving them up. But what happens is like some copywriters, they'll like go to other copywriters and they'll be, you know, and I guess it's kind of like any industry, right? They'll just go to, they'll just insult people and say, yeah, your, your marketing sucks or this piece sucks and I can do it better than you. So pay me money. And like, I don't know how many people turn around and just be like, yeah. Oh yeah. You just insulted me. Yeah. Here's 5,000 bucks. Go fix it. You know, like it doesn't happen. I don't know, but that's why I was fired up.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm so glad you shared. I (laughs) love it. It's great. Yeah. So, so where do you want to take this then, right? Obviously your feelings about cold email, <laughs> just insulting people to show them that they, you can help them is obviously that's not the way to go. So where do you start?
0: Yeah. So there's, there's four main ways of like, you know, there, there's, I, I've i identified 17 different methods of client acquisition that me and Abby talk about in, in our course. And uh, there, I, there's kind of like four categories, I guess we could call them. Right. And the four categories are um, applying, um, using your network, using content, and then using paid acquisition. So those are the four ways to kind of like get clients. And I guess you could add the fifth of like cold outreach. Um, so maybe there's like five, right? So I guess we'll just kind of tackle them one by one. So like what, what, I, what, we, what, what, what I've really done a good job of, I think, um, is like understanding this whole client acquisition game. And uh, I'm going to brag about myself a little bit. You know, I basically got so booked up with clients to the point where I have to give them all away and I still can't can't stem the flow. And so much so where I have more clients than I could ever have bandwidth to, to handle all that work. And the reason why is because I've done, I've kind of built a system. I haven't just relied on just pure dumb luck or just, oh, maybe someone will send me a referral this week. Or, oh, maybe I'll send uh, 150 cold emails every single day this week and one person will bite, right? Those aren't really systems, right? They might seem like systems. It might seem like you're doing something. And I think in the beginning, yeah, you have to. But there's ways to kind of dial that in and really target um, people the right way and really kind of set yourself up for success. Right. So, I'll just start knocking them down one by one. So cold emails, the one that everyone likes to start with. Some of, my, some of the people that I've coached and some of the other writers and just freelancers and service providers, people I know, you know, this is always the one that that people like to go to because it's the one that's the most active thing that you could do. I think there's a right and wrong way to do it. I, you know, I don't need to be, be a dead horse, but obviously don't insult people. What happens is there was a phase a while back, uh, a few years ago, when I was getting started in copywriting. And I don't know who was teaching this, but someone was like, yeah, find someone with like really bad Facebook ads. And then, like, just point out everything that's, that that person did wrong and then, like, leave it as a comment. And I was like, oh, man, can you imagine, like, being a business owner and getting, like, 20, <laughs> 20 things that you did wrong? <laughs> you know, like, like, at least message it. Don't put it in public, you know? But, like, you know, I just think that insulting people, there's, there's someone teaching that or a few people teaching that. I don't know who it is, but I think the way to do it is be just taking that ad and uh, rewriting it for them and just reaching out and be like, hey, I saw you had this ad, uh, you know, I had this other headline that I thought might work really well for you. Or I had this other approach that like, you know, I worked with a client like like you before, or, you know, I've seen some ads uh, in your industry and these angles seem to be working well, thought it was something you could try. And, uh, hopefully it works out for you. Like if you, if you take that kind of like helpful approach where you're right. like giving value up front, it's very hard for people to be like, oh, I don't want to talk to you. Right. Like if it, it, it's kind of like, there's this old story about, um, this old like parable and you guys might've heard it where like some kid like wants to get a job and he walks into the store and no one's hiring and they say, Hey, yeah, we're not hiring. So he comes back the next day and they're still not hiring. And he comes back the next day and they're still not hiring. So the fourth day he comes in and he just goes and just picks up a broom and just starts sweeping. And you know, he's doing that for a couple hours. Then he goes over to like the, you know, the, it's a clothing store. So he goes over to the shelves and he starts folding some shirts and putting stuff back on the rack and organizing things. And then eventually the manager goes up and says, Hey kid, you want a job? So it's kind of like if you were in that situation where you're starting from scratch, pick up a broom, right? Start start helping people out. That is the fastest way that you can get into conversations with people who might want to hire you for these kind of things.
2: Yeah. I think a really good example of that. I it's a volume thing too, right? Like that strategy can work if done right. Sending 20 things that people screwed up is not right. And you always need to be providing solutions, not pointing out problems. Like that's the real key. And it's the same on if you're using audits or anything like that. If you're auditing somebody, if you're auditing their funnel or their emails or whatever, even if it's paid, like you need to be providing solutions. And so I like that idea of like, Hey, here's another headline or something to to check out. But you know, also if you do see a problem, let them know about it with like a simple solution. So an example I can think about is if I saw somebody that was running a Facebook ad for their business and I clicked on it and it wasn't mobile optimized, I might record my screen on my phone and just say, Hey, I looked at your ad. I think this is a cool product, Um, but I'm actually a digital marketer and I noticed that it's not mobile optimized. Uh, I can't, I have to scroll down to see the button. The text is too big. If you just adjust the text so that the headline, your image and the button are all above the fold. So you don't have to scroll. You're going to end up getting way more conversions because you know, 80% of traffic is on mobile, blah, blah, blah. Like, and so you're demonstrating your expertise and you're giving them a helpful tip that's going to actually increase their conversions and then you can just leave it with like, I hope this is helpful. If you got any questions, let me know. It's very soft, right? It's not, and even like, I just say, like, if you have questions, let me know. Because even if you start going like, so if you'd like to hop on a call where I can show you about all the other things that you screwed up, like you're <laughs> you're totally gonna tick people off. So just keep it simple. We talk about this all the time, but like, just help, like help people and be nice and like treat people the way you wanna be treated. And I think something I always think about now as a business owner is like, if somebody does something that sets me off, I always want to make sure I don't do that. Or I teach our students not to do that. And I think your example of a cold email is the kind of thing I would get that and I would just be like, screw you. <laughs> like, and I yeah, would get yeah. really mad and you want to make sure you're not doing that to somebody else.
0: Yeah. I mean, since I've kind of made this transition from being, you know, a copywriter for hire to being an entrepreneur, like I've started to really get inside the head of someone who, you know, and I hire people and occasionally I will hire copywriters for certain things, Um, you know, not often, but I've done that before. And it's just such an interesting shift for me. Like I know, like, you know, obviously Mike, you've been helping me out with my ads and even, you know, I'll send over the copy sometimes and I'll be like, man, what if this sucks? Like what if people hate this? But you know, you get like those fears and now I'm someone who does digital marketing for a living, right? Like this is how I pay my mortgage. This is how I go on vacation. You know, this is how I pay for everything, right? For the food on my table. So I like to think I'm pretty good at it, right? Now think about the business owner who's out there, who no idea what the hell they're doing. Maybe they read a book or two. They're working fourteen hours a day. They know they have to do this and they're not sure and they don't you know they they might have the money to hire, but they don't even know who to go to and they They work hard they put this stuff out and they're they're trying their best and then someone you know you get three copywriters just shit all over their stuff right like <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's just like. You know, people never put themselves in, in, you know, the internet does a great job of like desensitizing us from like other people's, you know, emotions and, and makes us very unempathetic. But if you could kind of step into, you know, I know for me, like I, I had someone the other day who reached out for, uh, you know, not a cold approach or someone I knew, but he was like, hey, if you ever want to like fix this one thing on your, you know, I noticed uh, your ranking on like your Amazon book. And for a second, I was like, huh, okay, that's interesting. Never even thought about that. But I, I, yeah, I have no idea how to do that. And he was just kind of soft about it. And I was like, I, for a second, I told him I was running ads. He's like, oh, well, you probably don't need what I have. So I said, okay, that's fine. But, you know, he kind of took it from a helpful frame rather than like, oh, man, you're really uh, screwing X, Y, and Z up. Like, you know, you'll never be able to have a good business if, you know, that's a lot of people do. They take that frame. So like, I know everyone's got to start from, you know, everyone starts from scratch we, we don't know, we don't know, but if we just you know if you're doing that cold approach and that's like the first part of your strategy because you're starting off brand new, then just kind of taking a cool approach and just being um helpful you know leading with with leading from a helpful frame i guess is the way to put it um after you do that though this is where like it really gets fun because i I'm a personal believer that like I think most people will start with cold email, but I don't think you're gonna have a longevity in your career if that's the only strategy that you rely on, right? I think that it's a good way to get started, but you need to move away from that as quickly as possible because especially once you get to the higher level, depending on what you do, you know, it could be depending on your service, um like some there's some things like Facebook ads, like you could probably get away with doing cold email for a very long time just because it's something that everyone needs and everyone just doesn't have the bandwidth to do themselves. But if you're like a copywriter or something like that, As you get to a higher and higher level, you get to the point where people start to wonder like, well, you know, you've been doing this for eight years and you say you're really good, but why are you coming to me? Right? Like why haven't I heard about you and why haven't you attracted me into your world? People start to wonder those things. So the next level up is kind of, um, you know, generating referrals and that comes from having a big network. What used to happen was like if you were a freelancer, no matter what you were, like, let's say you were a photographer, like you would go, let's say it's the year 1994, right? You're a photographer for Vogue and you've been working there for eight years. You decide to become a freelancer. So that means you leave your job, you have contacts, you have a book. You have clout in the industry, right? So for you being a freelancer, it's not hard because you have all those things set up. Well, a lot of people do. None of us do that. I mean, I know I didn't do that. I didn't start off as a copywriter in-house and then decide to leave and have this big Rolodex and this big book of, of samples and, and everything else. So we kind of have to start from the opposite and scrape by and do the cold email and build up a network and take courses and meet people in groups and do all these things. But what happens is after you do one gig and the next gig and the next gig and the next gig, eventually you start to know people. You start to know people at those companies. They start to know other people. They start to be in certain communities that you can get into somehow, whether it's a mastermind, whether it's a course group, a free group on Facebook or on LinkedIn or whatever it is, or even something like the Laptop Empires group, right? Where there's almost a thousand people who are all basically helping each other and referring gigs and everything else, I'd imagine, right? Um... Once you have that network, then you can start generating referrals. And that gets really fun because, you know, maybe if you're lucky, if you have enough people who you've helped in the past and people who like you, you get to the point where, hey, I'm getting a client every single week because someone has overflow or someone knows that I have a specific skill set that they don't have and they can introduce me to this person. That's basically a client that I didn't have to really do much for. They just came to me out of the ether. So that's kind of like the next level up.
2: Yeah, I think the referral stuff is super important. I know I really built my agency off of that right like i did not spend a lot of time running paid traffic to get my own clients and things like that i i got to a point like you said where there were more clients coming in than i was able to handle a lot of times which kind of forced my growth and building my team and things like that and so the but the way you could there's so many opportunities to do that these days and i one of the best ways that i found is just connecting with other business owners right? And helping them out and building a relationship. And they're going to want to send you business, you know? So there's, there's a lot of times where I would talk to a business owner, you know, maybe they would end up being my client. You know, I have a lot of clients that refer me people, but maybe it's just something like, like you, Chris, like, Hey, Mike, I need your help with blah, blah, blah. I go in, I help you out, you know, vice versa. You're helping me out with something. But then somebody comes to you and they're like, I really need paid traffic. You're sending them to me because we've become friends, you know? And I think that that's, a real important way when you're building your system. Like you want to have different cold methods, but the best the best prospect is a referral because mm-hmm. the person doing the referring has already sold them for you, right? And that's, that's like when when I get a referral, I don't even have to, it's, it's just like, here's an invoice, right? Like they don't, they just want to know how much it is. So-and-so said, I got to work with you, I'm coming, right? Um, and I think to take that a step further, I've had a lot of w- success with, working with people that manage communities full of my ideal prospects. So hooking up with somebody that helps gym owners grow, you know, and and grow their gyms and generate leads or put in systems or whatever. For example, one of my, one of my referral partners, that, that's what they do, right? They work with a bunch of gym owners and help them systemize their gym and their lead gen and get out so that the gym can run without them and they can have more of a life again. Well, almost every single person in that program, if they're not running ads themselves, they're coming to me to run their ads because I built that relationship with the person that owns that, right? The same thing with coaches, course creators, those kind of types. So if you can become friends with people in those, commu- those kind of communities, that can be super helpful too. And I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean like go find all those communities and like create a fake friendship, right? With that kind of person. I think the key here is when you are able to help somebody or get help from somebody like that's how a relationship starts. If you go to a conference and you meet somebody and you become friends, like just having that natural friendship, but then looking for ways to help each other out and refer people business. Like you should be doing it too, but not, there's nothing more powerful than that in my opinion.
1: You know, who's a master. I, I maybe, I don't know if you guys feel this way, but I feel like real estate agents are masters of the referral. Like I get, Mm. Mag, like fridge magnets. I get stuff in the mail all the time from our real estate agent. And it's always just, it's just a very simple ask. Like, Hey, could you tell somebody about us or, or whatever? Like, here's a free magnet or happy holidays. Be sure to tell somebody about us. And I do it all the time. I tell people all the time who my real estate agent is. And a lot of people have used her. It's ama- It's just amazing how simple you can, you know, how simple it is to just ask for the referral and then people get the sale. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. It's I feel it's- like, I was excited. I feel like people in that industry, the real estate industry, they're like super dialed in with those. Like that's that's such a good acquisition method for them. Yeah, yeah.
2: I just thought too. Well, and a lot of that is their acquisition method, right? Is like when somebody goes to sell their house, they ask their friends, like, "Who did you use?" That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But I I think it's interesting. We're putting together our our five day challenge. That we're doing, Bobby, and I. The one of the videos that I did, uh, I was talking about how do you find people that are potential prospects, and I, I was telling them, like, either you find people that could potentially work with you, or find people that are connectors. And I actually mention a friend that's a realtor because like a connector is that person in your life that knows everybody, right? There's yeah. a girl I went to law school with. That I swear. I swear she knows every single person over the age of 30 in Dallas. I'm not even kidding. Like she just, you start (laughs) talking about somebody, she knows that person. Or you're looking for someone, she's like, oh, I can connect you with so-and-so. Like certain people have those personalities and realtors a lot of time have that personality because they built their business by getting to know the owner of the dry cleaner and the donut shop and, you know, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And so that's a great person to know. As well, yeah. like your realtor, or just that friend you have that's a natural connector. Like, I wish I was one of those people. Like, because I, I feel like that's one of the most powerful skills you can have in the world.
0: You You know, it'd be funny if if a realtor, and, you know, forgot the whole referral thing and just walked into random houses and just said twenty things that was wrong with it <laughs> and just insulted you to your face and called to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow, you really blew it on this bathroom. What a like, cool this landscaping
0: palette. is shit. you want going to sell this thing for you and pay me a 6% commission, right? like be,
2: But be, at the uh, same time, when you are getting ready to sell your house, your realtor comes in and is like, you need to paint that wall. You need to trim this landscaping. But the, out. Yeah, but Go buy dynamic. a bag of mulch, you dumbass. Like, but the dynamic
0: so, is different though because you
2: actually
0: yeah. yeah. But that's, Yeah. But
2: that's my point is like if you're going and you're doing – the involuntary audit is like one of the most insulting things you can do. It's one of the easiest yeah. ways to not get business. And that's what we've been putting out. It's very useful. But, and here's the other thing. If you are doing that to get business, you're giving away your business. Like why would somebody pay you for the audit or to give them that advice if you're just giving it away for free, mm-hmm. you know? So you got to be careful with that too. Yeah.
0: So, well, well uh, sorry, uh, can I just say one more thing on that? Yeah. Um, I like this realtor example. This is this, I like this a lot, uh, as a teaching tool, but like if you were that realtor, right? Like, let's say you were going to cold outreach to people and you walked up and said, wow, you know, I love your garage and I love the whole outside look of your house. But you know, I've been working with some people and the people who have, you know, paint their garage doors white, usually sell their houses for 10% more. I think that might be something, you know, you know, that might work for you if you're selling your house, by the way, my name is blah, blah, blah people are like, oh, wow, what else What else can I do to my house? And then you're in a conversation, right? So yeah, it's not, it's, it's given, given like baiting the hook, right? Like giving away that 5% of what they need, one one big quick win. And then they're like, wow, wow, what else you got? Okay, well, this person knows, like I need to talk to them and hire them. But that's all I wanted to add there.
2: <laughs> it's, um, it's a good point though. And I think like realtors are a good example. I know when Katie and I bought our property, when we were looking at properties initially, we had this one property we wanted to look at and we just like, contacted the agent on com or whatever the heck it was. And she came out and met us there, right? Instead of just giving us the gate code, she actually met us there and then was like, hey, I've got two other properties that are like this. Do you want to see them? And took us to some other properties. And like, she didn't have to do that and no one else did that. And so when we found our property, which we actually found it ourselves, but when we found it, we called her back and had her come and help us do the deal because she had helped us and had been like providing like useful information. So I think it's just another example of that, like helping other people gets you business and it might not, you know, I always joke with Bobby about like my mob role. Like I want to dole out as many favors as possible. Like, and I'm jokingly, I'm like, cause then everybody owes me one. But the reality is, it's just that <laughs> if you give out favors, then people will come to you right? And they'll either come to you for help. Hey, I heard you helped so-and-so, right? Or that person that you helped a year later comes back, you know, and you just never know when it's going to come back. So put all of that goodwill out into the world and eventually something will happen. Like it's just a good practice, I think. So we've talked about a lot of these don'ts and the power of like referrals. So when you're building your system, you're building your client acquisition system you're, you're starting to build this referral network. Like what are the next layers that you need to focus on?
0: Just what I, this is something that I'm doing now is staying in contact with people, the people that you do make inroads with. Right. And, um, kind of like how we talked about how once, once we met you and me, Mike, how like I was always, you know, hey, let me see your emails. Let me help you out. Then you were helping me out with some of the Facebook stuff. And we'd always have this like reciprocal relationship where we'd help each other over time. And then over the years, you've referred so much work to me and it's just been like a mutually beneficial relationship. So like just right. once you meet someone, it's not necessarily about quantity. It's not like how many business, how many hands can I stuff business cards into, right? Because that you're never, like how many people you ever hired from a business card? Probably not many unless like you shook their hand first, right? But it's not like, let me get 500 people that know me. It's like, let me get 10 people who I have really great relationships with, who you know, are connected, who might be able to help me out in the future. And I, people that I can continue to help out and help them grow as well. So I think it's just once you have some of those people in your life, because what happens is the, the deeper those relationships go with those people, they have a network as well, just like you have a network. So it's kind of like there's, there's so many, not too many uh, connections away from anyone you ever want to meet. Right. Like right. there's that whole six degrees separation thing. Like really, like you can reach most of the people you ever need to reach within like one or two or even three levels of of referrals, essentially. So it's just it's not focusing on like just churning and burning through people, it's just being cool and having conversations and like just talking about non-business stuff and seeing, you know, wishing them a happy birthday and like just staying in contact, congratulating them for big life events, like little things like that where you're just staying in contact and being cool and not being top of mind necessarily. Like you don't need them to think about you every single day, but just letting them know that like, Hey, here's who I am. We know each other. I've helped you out in the past. And these are the things, this is the kind of work that I do. When they meet someone who needs that kind of work, then they're like, Oh, you gotta, you gotta talk to Chris. You need emails. Talk to Chris. He's your guy or, Oh, you're an e-commerce company. Talk to Chris. He, you know, he's the guy you want to talk to or, Oh, you need Facebook ads. Talk to Mike or, Oh, you need blog coaching. I don't know if Bobby does that, but if you ever want to go to Bobby, <laughs> yeah, not, not anymore, not these days now, <laughs> not anymore.
2: Well, a good way with that too, is become a collector, like be, or become a connector yourself. Like I'm every time I meet somebody that does something that isn't in my collection, right. Either it is a skill, not a skill I can do, or I don't know somebody that does it. Like I want to build the relationship with that person. If I know they're good. You know, so like I can just think in the last few months, like I've made friends like with, I I met a sales guy that, you know, does phone sales for businesses through one of my clients, but I liked the guy right? And so I've, we've kind of been talking and have become friends. I'm like, I'm looking for opportunities to refer him business, but he's already referred me business. Right. And so I think if you can go, like, if you can just think about, okay, here's a person I know that's really good at Pinterest traffic. Here's a person I know that's an expert in YouTube. Chris is like awesome with email. This person's good at sales, Bobby for blogging. Like if you start building those resources that either you can reach out to when you need help, or you can be like, I know a guy and you can refer You know that's really powerful, and that's going to help you build a referral relationship. So even not thinking about it, of from the stance of like, can this person send me business? But looking for ways that you can send them business, like that will that will lead to it, right? A lot of times, like a lot of this is like whatever goal you want. If you can give the value first, if you can do the thing for them first, like it's going to come back around. Like it's that (laughs) we. I feel like this is a repeating thing, but um, that that's something I usually try to 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 do. And like my fo- that's my focus is finding people I can refer things to instead of who can refer stuff to me. That just happens naturally. Like mm-hmm. a lot of that happens via goodwill. Almost if you go hunting for it, I don't know. I've never done that. I don't know how that would work out.
0: Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I mean the referrals, like that's the thing, if you're just cool, helpful person, like they just take care of themselves after a while, you know? Right. And then like, after that, like, I guess the next level up is content, and mm. this is the one thing that I know you guys are content beasts. Um, I like to consider myself a content beast, but you guys blow me out of the water with the amount of stuff that you guys put out between the articles and the podcasts and the videos and everything else
2: compared to, because we're leveraging people big time to edit yeah. the podcast and publish and yeah. do all that. What you do like individually it, you're more it's, of a beast at it than we are. <laughs> Although yeah. Bobby, Bobby, you know what he's done with Millennial Money Man, you know, and right. from all the years he did solo,
1: pretty freaking impressive yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to well, add more too. It's about to get crazier.
0: Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. It's like you guys can both attest. Like, not that you're really offering a ton of like you know digital or freelance type service type things but just the fact that you're doing content in general how many doors is it open for you guys in terms of speaking things other podcasts connections referrals for any kind, you know jv partners whatever it is like the more like oh, being, right. being a content creator in my opinion is like the pinnacle because you're someone who has a message other people you know you're either a consumer or a creator i always want to be the creator because the creator's are the people making the money and the consumers are the people spending the money, right? So I know for me, like as a service provider, if I could show my work through the content that I do, that it just demonstrates that I know what I'm talking about. And I'm so confident that I know what I'm talking about, that I'm willing to you know, make it live on the internet forever where people could search right. it and find it through search engines or they could, you know, I could run Facebook ads to it or people could share it. You know, a client could share it. Hey, here's this case study and here my copywriter wrote up about me or whatever it is, right? The more that you could do that type of content, I I also view it as like, it's a robot. It's a robotic salesperson that, that doesn't sleep. It doesn't need to eat. It doesn't ever need to stop working. It works around the clock for you. There have been, it was weird, like a couple months ago, there was like a series of like 10 weeks in a row where like, I think besides like one or two weeks, it was like every single Sunday morning I'd wake up and I would have a, uh, someone who reached out to me, found my website through my content and filled out an application to work with me. It was like weird how it was like always on Sunday morning. I don't know, you know, (laughs) know, so it might've been Sunday morning (laughs) or Saturday, I don't know. But it was like a very strange, like 10 week period where I'm like, Jesus Christ, like every single Sunday, I just keep getting keep getting people finding me and that wouldn't ever happen if I didn't have that content right right right. and I even like wrote like hey how'd you hear about me oh I found this article yours and I'm like oh that's cool because I wrote that article six months ago and I forgot that I even wrote it and now it's bringing me clients over and over and over again so like some people they never ascend they never choose to ascend to that level where they're leveraging their you know, their work that they do because it takes just as so much work to send a hundred cold emails as it does to write an article. Actually, it probably takes less work to write the article. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? And like you do that one time a week, eventually you do that for a year. You have 52 pieces of content that live on the internet forever that are a client magnet that expand your gravitational field and pull clients towards you. And this is one of the things that Abby and, and myself are talking about. Like we both are super prolific content creators. And that's also why we're probably two, you know, two of the most in-demand writers in our industry out there because we just continue to put out good content that people like and that's real stuff, you know, like that people enjoy. So that's kind of like the pinnacle of, of your client getting system. If you can get to that that level where you're doing that consistently, you're just going to crush everyone.
1: Well, I, I mean, a perfect example of this, and I've been talking about this a lot lately just because I, it kind of blew my mind when we found out. So we've been doing a lot of like data tracking and analytics and stuff. And we found out that a very large portion, I can't remember the exact percentage, but a big chunk of the people that buy our courses have looked at 20 pieces of content or more. And we can see it. We see which pieces of content they're looking at, but it's, I mean, that's all happening in the background. We've got all this content that's out there, YouTube and the blog and the podcast and all that stuff. And I mean, like it, it in the background warms these people up and then they go buy our course. And it's not just like, no, it's not just the sales page, which you created. That was awesome, by the way. But it's like, it's so much more than that, you know, like, it's, it's so much more than that, especially when you're talking about systematizing it and turning it into something that's evergreen and always bringing in more people. And I'm sure it's the same for when you're trying to get clients, when you're trying to get, you know, it's like the content warms them up, they get to know you, and then they feel comfortable buying from you over time. And it's been really cool for us to see to actually be able to look at it and go, wow, like this, this content has an entrant, like a real value. Um, and it's not just like hoping that things are going to happen. It's actually converting people to sales.
2: It's kind of funny too, like with the content, because I've never been much of a content creator in the sense that like, I've never had, I didn't have a blog or a YouTube channel or a podcast or anything that I was like consistently producing content on, even though, and that's, I'm a big believer in it. I didn't f- have the, I didn't feel like I had the time. I kind of went different way, you know, for various reasons. I went different ways when I was in law school or, you know, with the kids and I found ways to make it work, but I've always seen the power of it. And I can actually think back to a video, right? One of the things I've done a lot of content with is providing trainings inside of different communities where somebody's invited me along to like teach a training on something. And I did this one video on Facebook ads and growing your your list that was like, this was like three or four years ago. And it was like 20, 25 minutes long. And it was just me sharing my screen. The video quality is actually really horrible. And I did it on a request for the owner of this group and I posted it in there. And within like three hours of posting this video, this guy saw it and reached out to me about hiring me. And at the time was like one of the, he was my, became my biggest name client, right? Still work with him to this day. But he was just like, I was like, okay, I'm here. This dude's like way up here. And I was excited about that opportunity. But because of that one video, which still to this day, every couple of months gets like bumped up. Somebody finds it and comments and it goes to the top of that group and you know brings all these like inquiries into me. But that one video led to that one client And that one client has sent me over six figures in business over the years where he has sent me clients that have paid me month after month after month. And I still like to this day, there's this big chunk (laughs) of my agency clients that are directly came through him and he came through that video. And so you never know like what, a piece of evergreen content is going to do for your business. Even somebody like me who I've produced tons of content, but I never did it in this like structured way. Like it has still paid off, but I would say like be like Bobby and Chris and like start a blog or create a YouTube channel, do something structured because like now I feel I'm like, man, what if I had done this three years ago, four years ago, you know, like I,
0: this could, this could be a really good uh podcast title six figures of client work from one piece of from a single piece of content <laughs> um, Let <laughs> right? me
2: write that down <laughs> yeah it's not bad right
0: but i mean but that's the thing it's like what and and so many freel like even freelancers that i've coached in my in my coaching my email copy academy coaching program like I still get people who like, I lay all this stuff out for them, you know, not, not to the extent that I, that I do with uh, the course that I have with Abby, but I'm like, Hey, here's the strategies. Eventually you want to start like same kind of thing. You want to start moving on to content referrals, like higher level stuff. And people are still like, yeah, I'm just going to cold email. I'm like, okay, well, you you know, what's the leverage for writing one piece of content and getting six figures of client work? You know, like, I don't know if I could have trace any one piece of my content to uh, you know a monetary figure like that but I know the combination of all the content that I've done like it's just there's nothing higher leverage than that because so, like I have clients reaching out to me every single week for months now probably for over a year that people who like didn't really know me before and they find me and they read my stuff and they want to work with me like you what's you know in terms of like, what's a higher value task, like sending them the 10 cold emails to the pizza shop down the, the street, who doesn't have mo- money to hire you anyway, versus putting some content that might not pay off today, but over the next three years, it might bring you a hundred thousand dollars or more worth of work. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of a no brainer, but people don't see things that way. And they just want to stay stuck at that level because they're comfortable, because even if they're not getting any clients, getting any closer, oh, I'll just send a few more and then I'm doing something. And if it doesn't work, it's not my fault. It's someone else's fault. It's the tooth fairy's fault right? Like it's someone's fault besides themselves. But and when you take accountability and you put your name on stuff and you put it out there at the internet, all of these great things can start happening.
2: But and the point isn't even that you're going to have one piece of content. That's going to be a cash cow like that. Right. And really for me, that one piece of content, it's brought me other clients as well, but it was, it brought me a referral person, right? Like, a, mm. like somebody that was sending me business, but to go to Bobby's point, about what we've seen through analytics, it's the fact that being able to look and say, okay, all of our buyers, they have looked at all these blog posts. They watched a video on YouTube. They watched a video that was embedded in the website. They listened to three podcast episodes. They opened four emails. They went and listened to guest podcasts on this page and this page. Like seeing people that are going and consuming as much of our content as possible before making a buying decision, like that is happening. Right, we, I mean, we, we're actually seeing that, and can almost, you can almost predict who is going to buy based on mimicking those behaviors, right? But you have to be putting that content out for that stuff to work. And, and to your point, Chris, like, people are comfortable with the cold email or whatever because they're looking for the thing that's going to get them clients now instead of looking at building the foundation that's going to make it so that you never have to work at that again you know and that's like if you look guys look at what bobby and i've been doing this entire second year of laptop empires our whole focus has been Building, a pod, building up the podcast, building up the blog, building up the YouTube channel, working on SEO, working on uh, paid videos, right? Like getting our video content distributed via paid ads, Pinterest. It's all content-based, everything that we've doing. We've been putting off other projects that we wanna do to lay that foundation because we know those things aren't making money today, but it's gonna allow us to chill out in two or three years and know that that people are are finding us getting into our system. And that's what then allows our funnels, our emails, our retargeting and all the other stuff that we're really good at to actually function. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else you want to cover
0: um yeah i was you know the last thing the final form i guess when you get to the super high level and a lot of people want to jump to this level but i think it's the paid traffic route to get clients mm-hmm. and this is something that i've recently started uh, experimenting with in two places on facebook and on amazon and i'll admit i have not done a good job of staying on top of uh, my facebook strategy and uh so that's something that i'm renewing my commitment to Um, you know, Mike, uh, which we'll, we'll get going soon. But it's, I mean, what I've noticed is ever since I started running ads, even like the fact that I haven't been doing much, like I haven't been creating new videos on my page or doing all the things that Mike has told me to do, but despite that... I've still gotten more clients reaching out to me since I've started the ads. I've had my list grow uh, because of that. I've had more people buy my courses and and just like more referrals and everything else just because I'm in everyone's newsfeed all the time. And then I know the one thing I could say with 100% certainty because it's, it's simple enough for me to track, but I've started to do Amazon ads for my book, um, <clears throat> Make It Rain, and basically I have figured out that I've spent about $1,400 and I've had two people who I know with 110% certainty have reached out to me to inquire about becoming a client uh, because they didn't know who I was and they bought the book. And I'm sure that the, you know, the $700 per for that was acquisition, that's what it breaks down to. I'm sure that number is super overinflated just because there's so many people who've joined my list, hundreds of people who've joined my list who've seen those Amazon ads and have bought the book and you know, have inquired and everything else. They just haven't let me know um, but that's like, once you get to the certain level where, you know, where you've graduated from cold email and you're getting a study stream referrals and you're doing content, you're at the point where, you know, who your perfect kind of clients are and what kind of work you can do best. And you know, the, the one specific group of pe- or type of person or, or type of business that you can get those good results for and you know, you're super hyper focused on that stuff. That's when you can ascend to the level of doing that cold acquisition and you could have ads running and you could leverage yourself to the point where whether you're, you know, you sleep until noon every day or you decide to get up and and work, it doesn't matter because the ads are working for you around the clock and it's bringing people. So that's something that very few you'll know when you're ready to get there, when you have money to spend and you have a, a big profit margin and you could afford to hire someone um, like Mike or, or someone else who's super smart to, to set up an acquisition funnel for you. But that's like the, the, the pinnacle of freelancing when you have your system so dialed in, when you could just spend money to acquire clients.
2: And that's hard like that. It takes, you have to invest a yeah. lot of money to achieve that right? Like, I think this is something that a lot of people miss out on. They think that they're going to buy a program that's going to buy them a funnel, or they're going to hire somebody that's going to give them a magic funnel. And I've had this with clients before too, where the ones that are really successful are the ones that are willing to commit for months and invest and spend money to gain knowledge about what works. And more importantly, what doesn't work Um, because you're, you're going to you're going to lose money first. You're going to lose money to make money when it comes to paid traffic. I know that better than most <laughs> with all the all the paid traffic that we run. Um, yeah. You know, so I think just to kind of like summarize what we've talked about today, you know, that first level is just kind of like hustling to find clients and it's doing the kind of strategies. We talked about, you know, what not to do with cold email or just any kind of cold outreach. Um, but there's a lot of ways to get clients. You know, there's things like, participating in Facebook groups, reaching out through your inner circle. There's there's all these different things. Uh, we've talked about LinkedIn. Bobby and I have talked about in other episodes, LinkedIn, Upwork, those kind of things. If you want to check out, I'll go ahead and put the video um, here in the show notes. We've got like seven proven client acquisition methods. It was like one of the first videos I did on the YouTube channel, but it's a good overview of some of the cold ways that you can actually gain clients. And so I'll put that there for you guys to check that out. And then that kind of, Next level is starting to build up your referral network, right? And that's all about building relationships, um, you know, providing value, helping other people out that way that they want to help you and and build those referrals. And then producing content, layer three, just becoming a content machine, you know, keep in mind advice Bobby and I've given you before of like focus on one platform. Do one thing and do it really well. Don't try to be everywhere. That's a huge mistake early on. Like being everywhere is difficult, even when you've got a team to leverage, you know, we can attest to that. And then finally getting into paid traffic. So was that a, is that a decent overview? Did I miss anything there, Chris?
0: Yeah. Pretty solid, man. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where like your goal is to ascend up that ladder. And Mm -hmm. you know, I've talked to people who I've talked to people who've been freelancing longer than I have. And you know, people have been doing this 10, 12 years and they're like, man, I'm still stuck. I'm like, you got to move up the ladder. Like you gotta, it's all, you know, it's what kind of strategies you're using, right? Like if you're stuck on level one and you won't choose to only use level one strategies, then you'll never get to level two or level three or level four. Right. So it's, it's, it's hard. It's not easy, but if this is what you want to do and you're a service, you do digital marketing or you're a freelancer, you're doing these kind of things like it's better to be whole foods than Walmart. And Perfect. Only, you know, the wow. only way you get yeah. there is just moving, moving up through the ranks. So. Mm.
2: Love it. Love it. was good. So. Yeah. All right, so you're here. You're at the end of this, and I know you want more. Of course, you want more. You want to know what the next step is. How do I take this to the next level? How do I really learn even more about this than than what I learned today on my commute or wherever you're listening to the podcast? So, I want you know, Chris. Uh, he's talked about his partner Abby Woodcock and the program they've put together around you know helping you build your client acquisition machine. So, Chris, can you tell us a little bit about that really quickly? And obviously, any of you guys that are interested in this, you know, we'll put in the, you know, in the, what is it called? The, the thing, <laughs> show the show notes, we will put in the show notes where you can actually go and learn more about this. And this is really that next step for you. If you are a freelancer or some sort of, you have a product or anything for your business and you're trying to, to grow your client base, this is a great next step to learn how to implement the system and what to do with some specific strategies.
0: Yeah, so, so like Mike said, uh, myself and Abby Woodcock, uh, we partnered up and basically we got together and we were just kind of sick and tired of seeing all of the, you know, there's just so much bullshit out there in terms of like people teaching how to get, not you guys are, are some of the good people, but besides you guys, there's not too many other people who really like know what the hell they're doing um, in terms of like teaching clients. There's just so much bad advice. And we were like, we're going to put an end to this. So we did an event in August and uh, we spent a full day with a group of freelancers and just laid out like the complete A to Z system of everything we know about how to get clients as a freelancer and how to do it, at, you know, how to start off from scratch, uh, all the way to do this at a very high level and to really leverage yourself and everything you're doing. And the cool thing about our program is we kind of delineated it where, you know, a big part of the program is, uh, get money now strategies. And then the other half is get money later strategies. So that's like the long-term stuff that I like it. Yeah, that like sets you up for success, and then you know we have the get money now stuff because everyone's like, well, I need a client this week because I got my my rent payment due, and we get that. So we we teach a lot of those strategies as well. But basically, you know, we walk you through our system. We have a workbook that goes along with it that you get digitally, and it just basically, you know, if you go if you follow the system and do all the homework and all the outline all the steps that we tell you to do and do all the exercises. It's almost impossible to not get clients if you just implement the stuff we teach you. It's basically just going to be that one program that solves your client getting problem forever.
2: And I think this is like really important because you might be like, oh yeah, an all-in-one solution, everything you need to solve this problem. You have to do shit. Like Mm -hmm. you have to straight up do the work. And I think that's where a lot of people miss the boat is like when you take a program, like it will lay out the steps and what you need to do, but you still have to put in the work. And that's why it's so hard with guarantees with programs because it's all about you. So Chris, where can they find more information about this?
0: Yeah. uh, Just hop on my list at the email copywriter.com. And uh, I'll be talking more about it there. Uh, I should have a URL for it and maybe we will at some point, but (laughs) for now just get on my list and you'll be good to go.
2: check the show notes.
0: And yeah. <laughs> if,
2: we have an, if we have a URL from Chris in time for this to go live, we will put one. And if not, just join his email list and he'll tell you things and you'll learn good stuff about email copywriting, which is super helpful. So guys, thank you so much for being here. As always, um, everybody, thank you for listening to the show. Please make sure you subscribe. That way you can, you know, listen to our beautiful voices every monday morning when new episodes come out we're available pretty much everywhere that hosts podcasts i don't even know all the names but we're there now (laughs) so wherever you're listening you can hang out with us and we'll see you next time you've been listening to the laptop empires podcast with mike yanda and bobby hoyt for more information and the resources mentioned in this episode go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast we out we out